from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are presented by BetMGM here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside. So, got a pretty big, uh, big if I could talk, pretty big play coming up in Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, right now, Michigan, I think they got, what, a third and eight. Actually, no, third and five coming up on their own 30 yard line. So, I was talking about this, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Danny, because right now, from an in-game standpoint, for those who are just joining us don't know, I am sitting on under 56 for Michigan-Ohio State. We are at the point now in-game where the total has crossed that number. We're at 55 and a half. Um, I actually thought that Ohio State getting the touchdown as opposed to the field goal helped me a little bit more from an under standpoint. I know that sounds counterintuitive, right? More points that would help me with the under. But I felt like it would get Michigan a little bit more off script with their game plan thus needing to drop back J.J. McCarthy a little bit more often than they really wanted to early on, down 11 as opposed to a single score. Uh, when you're down only seven, you can kind of still stay on your game plan because it's only a one-score game. And not that they would abandon everything down 11, but it just gives me, I think, that little bit more in terms of, hey, you know what, on this play, we probably would have ran this play uh, for Corum, but instead, since we're down, let's try to get a little bit more aggressive and run something for McCarthy. But we'll, we'll see if that's the case. But what do you think? Am I on the right track in thinking something like that? That's actually a really good point. I do think that is true because when you don't have as much of a threat of a passing quarterback like McCarthy, you're right. I mean, they want to establish that run. And if they're already trailing, it's so hard to kind of keep up and play catch up doing that against a prolific offense in Ohio State. So, yeah, you make a good note with that. Uh, total we're seeing right now at about 55 in the hook. And honestly, to JBT, if you look at it from the side of Ohio State, it's good for them to get that touchdown because this has been an offense that has struggled at the beginning of games, right? I mean, right. they've kept it closer than they probably should. So getting up to that early lead over Michigan gives them more of a sense of confidence and security, and they don't have to take those deep shots downfield and just get quick scores. They can be methodical about it because they comfortably got that score the first time. Well, wind some clock down, keep the possession in your hands, try to get that run game going, which they've already done a tremendous job of doing so, and that'll aid the under. So I think for both sides, it'll be beneficial. Very quick update here. As Georgia still trails Georgia Tech, 7-3, to 9.30 left to go in the second quarter and rolling. They do have a first and goal here against the Yellow Jackets. But um, did you have Georgia only scoring three points in the first, uh, ooh, what are we talking about, 17 minutes or so of this game? Uh, this number, this is what we talk about all the time too, right? 
the power rating on these heavy, like highly rated teams like a Georgia, the algorithms get super stubborn. And so when you talk about a favorite that is down here, you're not going to see much of a budge. And sure enough, we're still sitting at 23 and a half in game with a total of 47 and a half. And can I just note, so I know you're watching this game. This is what we're talking about with J.J. McCarthy, right? It's a third and five. They run a very simple, like, hey, this is just an out route. He's open. The defensive back stumbles. Bell's defensive back stumbles, and McCarthy just throws it over his head. He doesn't hit him in stride. He throws it to where Bell's got to jump and turn to try to catch it, goes through his hands, and now you're looking at a fourth and five that you have to punt this thing away. That was kind of the reasoning that I thought Ohio State was in a pretty good position here in this game, and uh, McCarthy kind of showing now early, Danny, that like these, these kinds of plays are the ones where he leaves you wanting a little bit more. And not to like completely freak out just about one play, but JBT, isn't this the reason that you and I have been against Michigan, among many other reasons, but kind of why I'm so surprised people were ready to crown Michigan as a top team in the country. They had a quarterback battle at the beginning of the season, so clearly there was some uncertainty in the most important position. And even when McCarthy's been out there, he's been fine, but he hasn't been great. And even against these relatively easier teams, at the end of the day, yeah, they've ended up looking good at the final score. But if you actually watch it from start to finish, there have been some lulls, especially offensively with the quarterback position. Now you're getting the cream of the crop with Ohio State. Now you're seeing an actual NFL quarterback and potential Heisman and Stroud. And then you get the other side of that coin with McCarthy, who's not really a reliable guy. And if Quorum can't get things going in the backfield, this is where we see Michigan struggling. And to your point, which you had been mentioning about Ohio State's defense, even though they did stumble right there, they can make a mistake clearly because McCarthy is not that guy, it seems. But that's why I just didn't really understand why people were infatuated with Michigan JVT because there was nothing stellar offensively in the quarterback position. Uh, very disappointed in you. Um, you had a very good opportunity to, to deliver. A, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, <laughs> uh, which is not close, J.J. McCarthy. Close. Six plays, 80 yards. Rosemary St. Uh, Jack St. into the end zone in Georgia has a lead here over Georgia Tech. So we'll give you the updated in-game line uh, once we get it after this extra point is, you would assume, good for the Bulldogs. Uh, but Georgia has taken the lead with about nine minutes left to go in this game against Georgia Tech. A uh, little bit of a scuffle here to start, but uh, Georgia's still coming out on top. Second down for Ohio State, and coming back to this game very quickly, uh, all your points that we're talking about here, this is pretty good. And now this is where, for me, as a total better, Danny, I, I would really like an Ohio State touchdown here. Yes, counterintuitive, but down, uh, what, 17-3 to potentially? That would totally put Michigan out of their game script, I think, pretty early on, and it would force them to get a little bit more pass-happy, and we know that McCarthy... Uh, is struggling in that regard. We haven't updated this, and I should for our audience. Uh, we noted that Clemson, of course, went up 14-0 over South Carolina. Well, the Gamecocks, uh, they drove downfield, and they did get a touchdown. They have cut this lead in half. It is 14-7. 11 minutes left to go in the second quarter. In-game standpoint, Clemson is an 18.5-point favorite with a total of 55.5. So right now, it's a second and 10 for Clemson as they're at about midfield. We'll call it their own 45-yard line. But Clemson, after a 14-0 lead, has seen that cut in half, and DJU is going to go down about with a like two-yard gain uh, on another run, by the way, Danny. So I'll just point that out. Third and eight uh, for Clemson. Other scores to update very quickly. UMass had an early 7-0 lead over Army. It is now 27-7 in favor of Army with two minutes left to go in the second quarter. That Georgia line, they are now 24.5-point favorites, the Bulldogs are, with a total of 485 Oklahoma State, I mentioned before we went to break last time that uh, Okie State did have a third down that they had to convert to get into goal-to-goal territory. They did that and then got into the end zone. Okie State, a 7-7 tie with West Virginia, 3.5 with a total of 51.5 there. Georgia State up 10-0 over Marshall. State is a 4.5-point favorite with a total of 35.5. And And some other games, uh, Hugh Freeze potentially on the way out. And uh, Liberty doesn't really seem to uh, be fighting for him. 21-7, New Mexico State up on top of Liberty right now, Danny, with a total of uh, 60.5. Liberty still a a 3.5-point favorite down two touchdowns. I want to go back to this game that you mentioned with Clemson and South Carolina Mm -hmm. and kind of pick your brain about this one because Clemson, we saw with their first score – being a pick six and oftentimes you and I talk about not fluky plays but plays that don't happen so often and how that can alter a spread and how we can potentially take advantage of it if Spencer Rattler can you know move the ball enough do you think that looking at 17 in the hook with South Carolina would be worth some consideration or perhaps would it maybe 
garner more attention to this total going over because if again rattlers moving the ball you feel that clemson's going to take advantage of opportunities offensively it could just be a higher scoring battle does anything stick out to you because of that pick six and where we can maybe take advantage of the numbers and what we've seen from rattler afterward uh, of those two angles that you've presented to me i would rather play that over the total uh, as opposed to uh, trusting South Carolina to stay inside of a number against Clemson. Because, like I said, if Clemson's got the opportunity, I think they'll probably blow them out. But I would say of those two, I think I'd rather bet this thing over and uh, be able to see if both teams are going to have offensive success, that you're going to go over that and still, of course, have the opportunity that Clemson could cover that thing. Uh, so, right now, update. Fourth and two, Ohio State, I think, rightfully goes for it. And C.J. Stroud's going to want that throw back. He had his guy open, but just overthrows him, hits him in the hands, and they can't complete it. So that is going to be a turnover on downs. Michigan's going to take Huge. over at about their own 38-yard line or so. This game, 10-3 right now, and the in-game total down to 52-and-a-half. So good for me, as somebody who bet this thing under, to see a couple of empty possessions here for both teams. But C.J. Stroud's got to be kicking himself because I thought that was the right move to go for it, Danny. It was in good territory, right? Too close to punt, too far away to kick, short-yarded situation. But you got to complete that pass because that was open. Agreed. Yep, that's the right move by Ohio State. That's what you want to see out of that team if you're a fan and if you're looking to back them. And I know you're on the under, so like you said, good for you. I'm happy for that because, again, I want to get a better number with yep. Ohio State. So I'm actually hoping Michigan gets a touchdown, even though I know uh, you're not necessarily on, hoping for that. Here? But <laughs> sorry, but I want to get invested a little bit, you know. So we're seeing 10 and a half right now. Obviously not worth a play based on what I said before this game on the side of Ohio State. So, again, hoping that Michigan can get some momentum after oh. that. And really – it's this may seem very dramatic to say, but that's a game changing play for Michigan because if Ohio State gets that, yep. if they convert that and get another touchdown, seventeen to three, you think Michigan's coming back on the road against C.J. Stroud with that? Absolutely not. So they have to get a touchdown, in my opinion, if they want to win this game. It's got to be on this drive to tie it up. I will allow a very elongated drive and march for Michigan. There we go down to the one yard line. The number will get to. Let's say it gets to like seven and a half, then you bet it, and then Michigan fumbles and Ohio State recovers, and everybody's happy. How about that? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, all right, so we'll see what Michigan can do here. But again, they're going to get the ball at their own 34-yard line. So uh, that was to Cade Stover, by the way, the, the attempt that looked like it. I thought it was actually going to be a touchdown if he had held on to it, uh, but not the case. So with that, I wanted to mention something to you really quickly that I thought was an interesting angle for today because we got a lot of really big games or whatnot. And um, a lot of teams, of course, fighting for bowl eligibility today, Danny. And this is just a quick note worth mentioning. But there are a few teams out there, because there's not enough bowl teams apparently, that if they get to 5-7 and seven because of their APR or their academics, they can actually still make a bowl game. One of those teams is going to be one I'm going to be on the sidelines for later today in UNLV. But it's a really interesting angle because I think a lot of people are going to be going out betting against some of these teams that had their seasons and their hopes dashed last week. But there's some of these teams that are sitting on four wins that could get to five or that are sitting on seven losses and going, man, we can still make a bowl. That is interesting. I didn't even really consider that too much. Yeah. So that's okay. So that'll be the case with Nevada and UNLV, huh? Yeah. So what do you like you, in that game, or do you have to be objective in that spot? Uh, I probably should, but I bet Nevada plus 12 and a half. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll take our break here. Uh, when we come back, we have a lot left to get to. We can look at the college football playoff rankings and uh, talk about some of these one loss teams, USC, Clemson, and what a scenario looks like for, dare we say, Alabama? I don't think they're making it in, are they? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So... Clemson gets a safety here on their last drive to take a 16-7 lead over South Carolina. You tell me what you just watched, Danny, because I just told you to watch this. So I think that was Shipley, right, who takes the kickoff and returns it, but he meets four Clemson teammates that are in like a semicircle. This is in play on about like the 20-yard line or so, and he gives the ball to another teammate who tries to return it and fumbles before he goes out of bounds and that sets up a goal-to-go situation for South Carolina right now. So the Gamecocks have a second and goal after giving up a safety down 16-7. to I actually kind of like the play design. Like, it's goofy and it's a backyard yeah. type of drill. It, it, it actually worked, right? The guy who ended up with the ball got some positive yardage. But then he was holding the pigskin, like, way out, like, with the one hand and then just pretty much threw it once a little bit of contact happened. So, I mean, that wow. was just terrible ball security. But, yeah, I, the play itself was kind of creative. I didn't hate it. But, you know, Clemson kind of did in the sense of, oh, we're getting cocky. Let's completely switch the momentum now. And now it's going to be potentially, what, a, you know, within a field goal here. So, uh uh, not, not a great outcome for uh, Clemson after that. Play. Yeah, Jeez, Rattler, uh, uh, you can't afford that. to your point about Spencer Rattler uh, keeping this thing going, he dances around to the pocket, avoids contact, and just like that, four plays, 37 yards in a minute wow. and 41 seconds, South Carolina's into the end zone. So we talked about this, right, the different angles to look here. Uh, you mentioned the total and betting this thing over. For those who have this thing over, that is quite the sequence of events there to get a touchdown. You get nine points in the span of, I don't know what, a minute and 45 seconds of game time, pretty good for you. That's yeah, really weird. not too bad. Oh, man. He, I mean, he, he underhand tossed the ball. I didn't see right, why he That's what I'm it. saying. Like, there was no ball security <laughs> whatsoever on that. Like, that was just awful. I don't even know how you're playing D1 football and holding a football like that. That makes no sense. It's almost like, you know uh, who is crazy with the, like, Michael Vick, whenever he would run with the ball, he'd, like, run with it, like, out here just in one hand. Um, that always gave you a little bit of uh, stomach. Yeah, uh, Sean McCoy. Like, uh, McCoy's McCoy, a good McCoy, one too. McCoy, that's yeah, I was thinking of it. Who it was? McCoy was infuriating with the that. ball like this, like all the yes. time. Yes, <laughs> he was palming. He's like, "What are you doing?" And he tuck it at the last second. My goodness, that's exactly what it was reminiscent of. All right, so uh, six- I don't see. Uh, I was just gonna say, I don't see an updated line for that game though. But JVT, we were talking about the pick six, kind of you know an odd play. Then you had that as an odd play. You had the safety. What do you make of it now? Yeah. We'll have to see where the line pops up, but. Uh, the advantage you would still think goes toward Clemson, but if it's going to be a wonky game, I wouldn't want to lay anything over a touchdown with them necessarily. No, I wouldn't. And actually, to your point, too, about some of the like sustainability of these plays, right? So you mentioned a pick six that goes back. Yes, there was a touchdown drive, eight plays, 90 yards. 
But like you look at some of these touchdown drives for this team, for these teams and these scores, you're talking about a a one play, eight second play, right, 35 yards back for a touchdown. You're talking about a safety, and you're talking about another touchdown that comes courtesy of a kickoff fumble return in which they only had to run four plays. So while this does look like a game that is going to be somewhat high scoring, Danny. I mean, we always talk about this all the time during these live betting shows, right? You're looking for plays that either have sustainability or unsustainability, and you're looking for in-game angles on this. I mean, this sets you up for a higher scoring contest, but at the same time, it's not like these teams are driving up and down the field. As this number gets a little bit more inflated, you might want to look at this thing potentially under. I know we talked about this thing going over, but right, like it's not like these teams are swapping touchdown drives. No, and I mean, look, Clemson only has 13 passing yards on two completions. He talked about the running effort, uh, 130 rushing yards for the Tigers. Uh, let's see, 21 rushing for South Carolina. They have 130 passing yards, so it's going to be boom or bust for South Carolina, whereas Clemson is fine kind of winding it down and taking that slower tempo and establishing the ground attack again, as you were mentioning at the beginning stages of this game. Uh, <laughs> It's really tough to gauge, and I get it. It, it, I'm just kind of cracking up because I was saying that I would live bet the total over, but based on what's happened, you're right. I mean, this would kind of add to taking the adjusted number now and looking toward the under because of how ridiculous it's been, and now it's up to 62 and a half. Has he got 30 total points, still about nine minutes to go in the second quarter? You probably get at least, what, maybe 10 more points in this game? Mm -hmm. So if you're kind of in this first half, so I guess if you think it's going to persist, I I guess you'd lean toward the over. But, you know, knowing that we were just discussing it when it was at 55 and a half, I'm uh, not quite as tempted. Wait a minute. Okay, so this was pretty interesting. So, right, by the way, Ohio State, Michigan's defense, give them credit, uh, sending pressure up the middle on a third down. Stroud, of course, uh, forced to backpedal and try to throw and complete a pass on the sideline. It's incomplete. They punt it away. We do have an interesting moment here, though. Ohio State punts the ball away. I thought it touched the Michigan I thought it touched the Michigan returner and bounced into the end zone, but they're not calling that here. It looks like it's going to be a penalty, potentially, on Ohio State. So Michigan's going to get this ball uh, I would say assume at about a 25-yard line, unless they're going to have Ohio State re-kick this thing. But regardless, it looked like Danny, I thought the punt bounced and hit Michigan's receiver in the foot and went into the end zone. That is not what they're calling here, so I must have a bad angle on it. Either way, Wolverines are going to get the ball back here with about nine minutes left to go in the second. In-game-wise, totals underneath it, 49 and a half. And this is a big moment for you. Uh, if Michigan can do something with this drive, uh, scoring-wise, whatever it is, elongated drive to get inside the red zone, because obviously in-game numbers adjust as these games go with field position. You might get near the moment that you're talking about uh, in terms of potentially getting a much better price on Ohio State, who's been a 10.5-point favor for, I'd say, what, like the last like 15, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, and you know what, JBT, when you were talking about would you buy if it got under a touchdown, I was like, ah, maybe I'll be greedy and see if I could get a really cheap money line price. Based on the way this game has gone, I feel like it's almost kind of similar to what we saw with Michigan and Penn State when you and I were on the Nittany lines. Like Penn State was keeping it close, but you knew that they weren't the right side. You knew that it was kind of undeserving. And I'm not saying it's undeserving for Michigan to be trailing 10 to 3 right now. But if they do tie this game up with a touchdown, I still think Ohio State's been the way better team. And we're a fourth and two conversion away from potentially talking about a 17 to 3 lead in favor of Ohio State. So again, yes, I'm hoping that Michigan gets it. And if they do, now I'm pretty much willing to commit JVT to buying in on Ohio State if it does get under a touchdown. I wasn't like hyped about doing that before the game because I thought Michigan could do a little bit better. But now based on what you've seen with McCarthy, I think your buying point should be under a touchdown for the Buckeyes. It's pretty big. I hear you're afraid of commitment. Who are you talking to, buddy? That's, a, that's the rumor. A girlfriend get in your ear now. Oh, me on blast. oh okay. All right, maybe. <laughs> I've touched a, a, a sore spot here in Danny's relationship with his uh, his loved one. All right, uh, before we move on, there's not there's not a ton to update here in terms of scoring. Uh, Maryland is up 14 nothing over Rutgers. We've got about 50 seconds left to go in the first half there, so we're approaching halftime in a lot of these games. So we were talking about some of these um, these playoff scenarios here, and Elliot and I, our producer, were laughing because all these conversations that we always have, whether it's us or the ones that I hear about, Danny, the one team that is always forgotten about because they just haven't been overly impressive and they haven't been overly impressive today is this Clemson team. So TCU takes on Iowa State today. LSU, which they're on the road against Texas A&M. They're a pretty big favorite. I would not sleep on Texas A&M in that spot. We saw LSU go to Arkansas and really scuffle around 
Uh, we'll see if that's going to be the case. But USC taking on Notre Dame. There's obviously a scenario here where Clemson takes care of business, and I would TCU and LA, or excuse me, USC just need to lose. Clemson could leapfrog these teams as a one-loss ACC champ and make it into this college football playoff as we have sat around and talked really nothing about Clemson as a playoff team. Man, I, I just think when you look at this team, and, and at least for me it's been this way, and I know I backed him against Notre Dame, but the eye test just doesn't seem as pretty for Clemson. I know people are going to dispute that left and right, but uh, the schedule, it, it hasn't been the easiest. I get it. They face some good offenses and overcome them, but what I mean, if Notre Dame beats USC – and you lost to Notre Dame, okay, that does oh, pretty well for you, I guess, if you're Clemson. But I, I just don't see it, JVT. I mean, I don't know. It, it gets interesting, too. Like, what if Michigan ends up losing to Ohio State, maybe stay in overtime or really close fashion? The argument could be made that Michigan would be the better one-loss team than Clemson would, right? Not that they would actually entertain putting two Big Ten teams in the mix because Clemson oh. then would have the conference uh, championship to play. For. Yeah, go ahead. Can, can I just say – Oh, I think there's a scenario where there's two Big Ten teams, but they need. Oh, you think? But, but I think it's. Tell me if you you agree with this. It has to be Michigan winning a close game over Ohio State. I think That's if Michigan true. loses, yeah. their their strength of schedule is so poor that they would not be in. But if Michigan wins this game, and Ohio State's only loss true. is to a Michigan team who is going to be a Big Ten champ and undefeated, they would totally. As Ohio State has been what two or one? Or yeah, two essentially the entire year. Ohio State could totally make it in as a one-loss non-conference champ if everything else falls their way. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that that definitely has to be the scenario for it to occur because Ohio State's been the darling all year, and he still got C.J. Stroud, who's a top prospect. So you kind of want to see him in the yep. spotlight, even if they do lose to Michigan. So that checks out. But uh, look, Clemson should have a better chance than Bama with a couple losses. People are still touting the Crimson Tide getting in. Uh, wouldn't feel too good about that scenario. Uh, Antonio Williams hitting the gritty because he's got an 11-yard touchdown reception and Clemson is in the end zone. So uh, this is going to be a high-scoring affair between Clemson and South Carolina. All right, we'll take our break here. We'll come back. Eric Proton's going to join us next, get his thoughts on the big Pac-12 match between Oregon and Oregon State. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Folks, sign up today. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You're going to get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Get tools like our betting splits and deep dive daily betting reports, plus upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, limited time offer, Cyber Monday, that is. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So three plays... About 70 yards there for Michigan. And just like that, a 69, nice, touchdown yard, or yard uh, touchdown catch. 10-10, Ohio State up on top. No, sorry, I'm failing here. There's a 10-10 tie, Ohio State. Freudian slip, 726 left to go in the second. In-game wise, really quickly, there you go, Danny. Minus six and a half in favor of Ohio State. You're laying a buck 40. Well, uh, yeah, I did a little bit of shopping. There was a five and a half immediately available after, so I jumped in on that. If you have six and a half, I would still jump in on it too, like I said, under a touchdown. I mean, Ohio State, in my mind, JVT, has been the way better team. And again, that fourth and two, if that would have been converted, I think we're having a completely different conversation. And while, yes, there was a huge play for Michigan, the defensive back probably isn't missing that tackle, you would hope nine times out of ten but that's good for us that's what we wanted i think ohio state still wins this game by at least a touchdown so i am in on the buckeyes and there you go huge breakout play from ohio state i'm thinking you're going to be yep. seeing more of that and hopefully a better defensive performance out of ohio state now to help us get a comfortable win trip Troy him for uh excuse me no uh who was that who ran that i thought it was a number 19 but either way and they're down inside already to michigan territory. All right, with that, let's welcome in our next guest, Eric Froton, nice enough to give us some time today. Uh, of course, lead college football NFL draft analyst over at NBC Sports. Eric, thank you very much uh, for the time. Uh, let's go to some of the angles that you've got um, in a moment, but did you have anything Ohio State-Michigan that you're sweating out here right now as we're watching it? Yes, I have Julian Fleming under 40 and a half receiving yards. He currently has one catch for six yards. We've seen the emergence of Cade Stover, who has, I think he has five targets so far, yep. uh, to be kind of that that short yardage option. Uh, I don't see Fleming really being able to stretch the field the way that Ibuka 
and obviously we've seen Marvin Harrison do. So the fact that he's kind of the fourth option, in my opinion, in the passing game means that uh, I'm willing to fade him at the 40-and-a-half mark. All right, so let's go to the Pac-12 then. Oregon State and Oregon. Uh, I've got Oregon State here catching points. Where are you at from a side or total standpoint, and from a player prop standpoint, do you have anything in this Pac-12 matchup? I always do have a player prop, let me tell you that. But, yes, in terms of the sides, I do have a side as well. Uh, this Oregon State team, you know, it's since they lost to USC, that 17-14, to 14, you know, we've really seen them bow up defensively you know they've they've proven that they can run the ball uh they can control the clock and that they can stop the run and that's really important to me because obviously we're dealing against oregon where they're scoring 45 points a game right oregon state 24th in offense too let's not forget they also are 28th in epa per play so they do have explosiveness when they need to reach into that bag i'm a big fan of damian martinez their freshman running back we heard all about him in the offseason went over and took that job from Deshaun Fenwick. I think he's going to be able to run the ball against that Oregon front. Um, and keep in mind with Oregon State, too, they haven't given up a point in the first quarter, first quarter in full five games. Uh, they're on a six-game run where they're 5-1, and one, and even the game they lost was against Washington, and they had a 74% postgame win expectancy. Okay, so I think that Oregon State can slow down this Oregon uh, offense, and a big reason because of it is we saw Bo Nix at the end of last game get banged up. He was shuttling in and out. Um, you saw them having the backup quarterback in to kind of spell him. And when they needed Knicks to make a throw, they'd bring him in. That's a concerning situation for me here against this Oregon State defense because Bo Nix is at 271 and a half right now in terms of his passing yardage mark for his prop on DraftKings. Ninth rated pass offense, uh, excuse me, pass defense from Oregon State, but they had the 84th ranked run defense. I see Oregon riding their two-headed backfield uh, with Noah Whittington and Bucky Irving, and I think they're going to be able to, uh, or at least they're going to try to control the clock a little bit. I think this game is kind of going to have an underplay, and I am backing Oregon State in this spot because of the injury to Knicks, and I'm backing the under on his 271.5 passing yardage for the same reason. All right, Eric, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'm always fascinated to hear some of our guest thoughts in that conference. Looks like you have some betting interest with Purdue and Indiana. And instead of going under with a passing prop, looks like you're going over with Aiden O'Connell. What makes you think that he can cruise over that mark? Sure. Well, we got to, you know, you got to vary it up a little bit. Can't go all overs, can't go all unders. <laughs> but um, the thing about this Indiana team that makes this line so appealing is I'm sure most people don't realize it. But they are the fastest-paced team in the country, Indiana. Number one, every 20 seconds, 20.2 seconds, they're ripping off a play. And what's really interesting about that, that is they're terrible offensively. 130th out of 131 teams in terms of passing acumen. Uh, 100th in the rush. You could go up and down the line in terms of the futility of this offense. But the point we're getting to is they play fast. And we know that Purdue, their identity during the Brom era has been, they are quick and they're throwing the ball. Indiana, 111th against the pass. When you're dealing with Purdue, all right, Aiden O'Connell, we know it's going to be 40, 40 passes per game is what's going to happen. The only time you really hasn't gone to that mark this year was last game against Northwestern, which was a borderline windstorm. And it was basically a hurricane that they were playing in. He only threw the ball 25 times, couldn't do any more than that. Against Indiana, wanting to close out the season strong, they have a team that's limping in here with the Hoosiers that's really just looking to kind of get done and get out of here. Uh, they've had major problems in the, the quarterback situation. I think that Aiden O'Connell at 274.5, which is his passing yards mark on DraftKings, I think that's a cookie. I'm all over it. I also like Charlie Jones at 87.5 receiving yards. I think it goes over there. It's all Purdue for me today. Quick update, uh, Spencer Rattler with his second interception of the day. This one's pretty damaging as well as they were at the Clemson two-yard line. So the red zone interception for Rattler and Clemson is going to take over. They now have a second down in Ohio State. Uh, C.J. Stroud is going to want a couple of throws back here today. That includes one on a third and 11, which he sailed over his wide receiver's head that would have gone for a first down. Instead, it's a field goal for Ohio State, 13-10 to score here. 5.36 left to go in the second quarter. Eric Froton's with us, NBC Sports. All right, uh, let's go to Notre Dame-USC. Uh, so we've had three opinions on this show, two pro-USC, one myself, the lone man in favor of the Fighting Irish. Your thoughts on this and a player prop in it, please. 
Oh, I'm happy to do that, of course. With USC, you know, it's their offense. That's what we're really pegging if you're going to go in that direction. Top 10 in just about every discernible metric you can come with. But defensively, we know that they have not been particularly uh, good about stopping teams through the air uh, or in general. It's funny because they've been really, they've allowed a lot of productivity, a lot of yardage. And when you look at Pythagorean win expectations, they look at the total yardage these teams are putting up. With USC, what's really interesting is, though their pass, you know, they're allowing 258 passing yards per game, which is very passive, 105th in the country, they lead the nation with 18 interceptions. They are plus 21 in the turnover margin. That's seven turnovers better than any other team in the country. So they've been living and dying by the turnover. And that's, a, that's you know, you're playing Notre Dame here. This is a defense-oriented team. You've got Tommy Reese at OC. There's plenty of continuity there. And they're not going to want to give USC the sort of outs that other teams have. Uh, when it comes to what I'm looking at for Notre Dame, they have a wide receiver, Lorenzo Styles, who in the preseason was really a very trendy guy that was going to take over for Kevin Austin, who's departed, as that outside option to free up Michael Mayer. We haven't seen him be able to do that at all this season. Uh, they've been rotating receivers. Last game, zero targets. Two, ga two games before that, zero targets. Only 10 routes last game. If you're not on the field and you're not running routes, how are you going to catch passes? Lorenzo Styles open to 29.5, down 25.5. I think that's an absolute smash play. Under Lorenzo Styles receiving yards. A quick update, Danny. A uh, one play, <laughs> seventy-five yards. Cornelius Johnson on broken coverage gets into the end zone, and Michigan just like that is up seventeen thirteen over Ohio State. A uh, massive blow for me, who had bet this thing under fifty-six, and it looked like it was going to head in that <laughs> direction. Uh, but from an in-game standpoint, uh, as we update this really quickly. If you wanted the cheap price on Ohio State, you got it. They're a three and a half point favorite with a total of sixty-three and a half. All right, we got a minute. Hey, uh, Eric, we are up against it, but we appreciate some time today, sir. Thank you very much, and enjoy the slate today. Yeah, Good thank luck. you, Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. You got it. Wow. This is um, – so, look. We That's talk okay, JVT. I'm fine with it. I like it. Yeah, well, Better of opportunity for State, right? And, and I don't think – like, I'm not I don't, I'm not burned by any – like, obviously, this total now in-game is up to 64 and a half. Um, but I would say we always talk about sustainability – Two massive touchdowns for Michigan. You would think that those are not things that sustain themselves, right? A 75-yard and a 69-yard touchdown. Uh, these are not elongated drives. So I'm not dead by any stretch, but obviously um, yeah. not really great. And now we get a dust-up on the sideline as Harbaugh's in the middle of a lot of players. And uh, it's getting fun. we got 520 left to go in the second <laughs> quarter. Keep track of that and much more when we come back here on Live Bet Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. A reminder for all of you that BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A update here. Uh, this, has, this has been pretty quick. In the span of, I'm going to do the math here, one minute and 47 seconds of game time, we have had 14 points scored between Ohio State and Michigan. A uh, one-play, 75-yard touchdown for Michigan. That was courtesy of a J.J. McCarthy pass to Cornelius Johnson. That took a total of 12 seconds. And Ohio State responds with four plays in uh, 79 yards in a minute and 35, completed by a Marvin Harrison Jr. catch 42 yards for a touchdown on what was, I thought, an absolute dime by C.J. Stroud. It was a great catch by uh, Harrison Jr., uh, but a really good throw by C.J. Stroud. And here's the thing, Danny. So right now it's 20 to 17, three minutes and 11 seconds left to go in the second. They just showed the stat here. Michigan right now through the air has a total of 192 yards. J.J. McCarthy's 5 of 11. You would think that they're doing they're, they're playing pretty well here. But it is 16 first downs to four in favor of Ohio State. It is 311 yards to 197 in favor of Ohio State. And in terms of rushing, it is 120 yards to five for Ohio State. Again, as we talk about that S-word, sustainability, one, as crazy as it might sound, with 37 points in the first half, I'm, I'm not like entirely disheartened with my underplay at this point right now. And I think if you're getting a discounted Ohio State price, you're looking to play that thing because I don't know if Michigan is going to be able to score 75-yard touchdowns consistently. Yeah, there's going to be an adjustment made defensively from Ohio State at some point. Look, if McCarthy's going to beat you like that one time a game, so be it. Let's see if he can do it on a constant basis like we know C.J. Stroud is capable of and answered with his own, like you said, called it a dime. Uh, that was tough. You're, I mean, like for you, that was kind of worst case scenario for me. That's what I've been waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. I know I took it under a touchdown, and then I also dabbled in minus 165 with Ohio State on the money line for the exact reasons you mentioned, JVT. I mean, you look at these numbers, you kind of just get a sense from watching this game. Ohio State still seems like they have been the better team. And you have confidence in them to close out a lot of these games. That's why I was enamored with the idea of live betting them in this game because it's happened so many times this season, and you figured it would happen in this rivalry game with a college football playoff berth on the line. Uh, To your point about the total, I saw it pop up at 70 in the hook. Look, if I wasn't already invested in Ohio State and I just want them to win and, you know, cover any way possible, I would definitely look at the total under 70 in the hook. Michigan is not going to be able to keep up this offensive performance. Ohio State might, but Michigan's defense is still even good enough to make it kind of happen in a slower type of way. So if you're getting a huge total like that and there's still plenty of time before the second half, I certainly think looking toward the under would be viable. I was thinking about going back in on an in-game under here uh, one more time. 
And the other thing, you, tell me if this makes sense. You know what this game kind of reminds me of? You and I were on the air watching Penn State and Michigan, right? And in that mm-hmm. first half, Penn State's entire offense was yep. a massive Sean Clifford run. I think they had a defensive touchdown, if I remember correctly. And it was like a, it was like a two-point game. And you and I both, as somebody, as people who had bet Penn State were like, yeah, I don't know about this. This second half, this might get pretty ugly. And it did. And Michigan ended up pulling away. And I don't think Ohio State might blow Michigan out by any sense. But if you're looking at what these two teams have done to this point, the more sustainable performance has been what Ohio State has pulled off so far as opposed to what Michigan has. And I think if you're looking at it from an in-game standpoint any which way, it would lead you to look at Ohio State as opposed to Michigan. Right now, this is a big drive. you got two minutes and 18 seconds. You as the Buckeyes have moved the ball up and down the, floor, uh, up and down the field. You've missed some opportunities. This is going to be interesting to see what they do on this drive. Because, oh, I say a pass is dropped. I think that was behind the line of scrimmage. They're going to call it incomplete. But a lot of missed opportunities here. But I'm really interested in um, maybe an in-game total under still, considering that I don't think this explosiveness is going to continue for Michigan. But do you think that's a fair comparison, that Penn State-Michigan game? Oh, absolutely. It's pretty much exactly what it was, at least. So, uh, you know, Michigan seems to have a tad bit more of a competent offense. But, yeah, you and I, we were happy with the result, but we weren't feeling great about it heading into the second half. And then it was just an absolute dominance outside of Michigan uh, in in the second half against Penn State. So, yeah, I think that's comparable between the two games. Maybe not to that dramatic of an extent in the final right. result, but the feeling for sure. Also, really quick, by the way, JBT, not going. I'm mean, not that they should have gone for it necessarily, but that's exactly what Ohio State wanted you to do. And if they can score here before the half, that's going to be huge for Ohio State. Based on the fact you slowed Michigan, they had the fourth and one, then you're giving it right back. If they can get some kind of momentum going, uh, Ohio State, and again, you know, they still got a lot of ways to go. I, I think that's going to be making me feel even better. I mean, why wouldn't it? Certainly, if they get some points. But look, this line closed at nine. They're up three. You're still getting under a touchdown with them having the ball heading into the second half. And if you've been watching the game, you have the feeling that Ohio State has been the better team. I still think minus six and a half, if you haven't gotten involved, would be the appropriate play to make with this lead and what you've seen. Uh, C.J. Stroud got extremely lucky there. I don't know what the miscommunication was. He uh, threw what was going to be a pick six right through the hands of the Michigan defender. Uh, It looked like he was throwing the ball out. Both of his receivers broke in, or maybe there's some contact there, but that was a pick six waiting to happen. No, okay, that, the receiver was a little bit closer to the play than I thought, but still did not see the linebacker dropping, and that was almost a pick six just outside the hands of the Michigan defender. All right, so right now we got a fourth and four. Uh, again, from like an in-game under standpoint, for me from an understanding point, not dead here. And look, Michigan has been explosive, but J.J. McCarthy with 119 left to go and one timeout. Uh, we'll see if he can actually put a um, – put a little bit of a drive together here with his arm, but I would assume that we're going to go to the break here with a 20-17 to 17 type yeah. of score. Hey, really quick, so we're talking about sustainability and what we're looking at. Uh, let's get to our pro tip very quickly before we get out of here and into the third hour, which, by the way, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. Compare a team's turnover differential. Uh, we were talking this with Eric Froton with any other defensive metrics, and you know, are they really good or are they just benefiting from turnover luck? And you could look at USC, who's one of the uh, – Best teams at forcing turnovers, specifically interceptions, Danny, but also 130th in the country in EPA per play against the run and say, you know what? Maybe get a little lucky here so far. Yeah, this is uh, this is what happens very often, especially in college football, even more so than the NFL. But that's how you got to compute it with these live numbers. And it's really something I think we've done a great job on this show and maybe something I haven't applied as much until we really kind of not like forced, but we, we were just having the opportunity to look into it more in that box score type of region and go, eh, something doesn't add up here. This line doesn't necessarily match up with what you've seen from this defensive performances and kind of the turnover luck going their way. So again, it's kind of just understanding that and making what you think your numbers should be based on what these algorithms are going to apply it as. Man, every time J.J. McCarthy throws, I feel like he's putting like everything he possibly can into these throws. But <laughs> And then he's just going for six yards. Yep. All right, so thirty-two. Well, I mean, seconds. he did have the big play. Yeah, but. he did. He did. That was it, that was a, it. Was a broke coverage, but yes, he did get the ball down there. Uh, Twenty to seventeen. We got twenty-five and change, and this is rolling. Uh, Michigan doesn't really seem like they want to get this clock stopped. So again, it does seem very likely that unless we're going to give up another sixty-nine-yard touchdown here, uh, that Michigan is going to go, and they're going to give up a massive run to JJ McCarthy. Uh, but he's going to get tackled in the field of play. This is going to, you would assume, roll out. 
McCarthy's looking for a play. You're a runner, dude. You can't get a flag on that. You were running the ball. Uh, all right, with JT, that. JT, I was okay. going to say really quick, the, the stat line is cracking me up that he has seven completions for 200 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. Like, if that doesn't just scream like something's not adding up, I don't know what will. Yeah, but that was actually, to give him credit, that was a pretty big run here uh, because yeah. Michigan does have a timeout, and for some reason, Ohio State's going to call a timeout right here, uh, even though they tackled J.J. McCarthy in the field to play. I don't really understand why Ohio State would call a timeout. They just converted, and they could be on the fringe of field goal territory. And Michigan also has a timeout in their favor. I guess what they're going to try. Oh, I think what they're. I think what Ohio State is doing here is: Are they hoping this gets reviewed? Because McCarthy might have fumbled it. I guess, but there was no clear. Res- really? Yeah, he picked it up though, right? Yeah. So what is Ohio State doing here? That's what I thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a little. That's, that's kind of an odd play because now Ohio State with that timeout called, and there's about 17 seconds left on the clock. They added some time. This is what this is. I will say, I love doing this show. Uh, this is the detriment of doing a show where you can't hear the audio because <laughs> right. I, I don't know why Ohio State in that scenario would call a timeout and allow Michigan to get set and maybe get inside field goal territory. That's a really weird moment. And, and then they just put more time back on the clock too now, Yeah, right? It went from 9 to 17. I mean, and I'm sure I'm sure that maybe they would have put that they maybe would have put it put that back on the clock, but no idea why. Oh, they're calling this third and two. All right, whatever. We'll we'll keep, we'll continue to look at this. It's 20 to 17. <laughs> oh, they called it before the play. Thank you very much. So no McCarthy run. All right. Thank you, Ellie. Appreciate that. All right. We'll take our break. Third hour live at Saturday with Danny and myself coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.